Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Hi, ladies. I'm Annette Rustin, and I serve on the Entourage Ministries Board. I'm excited to be with you all today and to share with you two of my dear friends and sisters who also serve on the Entourage Board. Um, I have with me Janelle Martin and Debbie Mills. And we are kind of a unique group in this ministry because we are happen to be the oldest ones <laughs> <laughs> that serve on the board together. And so often we're kind of referred to as the maybe the elders or the, the patriarchs. And definitely in age we have that. <laughs> um, but we're all still learning. We're all still learning. That's right. And... Um, so I just thought it might be fun today for us to share together the faithfulness of God and the ways that we have seen him move throughout our lives. I got this idea from Psalms uh, 37, 25, and 26, and I just want to read that to you before we jump in. It says, I have been young and now I am old. And a pause there to say, but not too old, <laughs> just a little. <laughs> Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously and his children become a blessing. And I'm just thankful that um, in my life and in the lives I know of Janelle and Debbie, which you'll hear, that God has been faithful all through my lifetime from the time I was young and growing through my early adult years, through even my middle years, and now as I enter this next phase of life, um, that his faithfulness is always there. So I just want to welcome Janelle and Debbie, and I, I think we might just start by each one telling a little bit about ourselves if you want to share with us uh, your family, maybe what you've done uh, from for your career throughout your life or how you spend your time now, just whatever you want to share. Debbie? Okay. <clears throat> My name is Debbie. Um, I have five children and as of February, I will have 13 grandchildren. Um, I, um, I live here in Durant. I was born and raised, uh, east of Durant and at the age of 18 moved off, uh, for a season and moved back with my children in 2004. Um, most of my, uh, I had the pleasure of staying home with my children when they were small. And most of my life when I worked, I worked as a counselor. Now I'm proudly a stay-at-home grandmother and <laughs> uh, just <laughs> love to, to be involved in ministry here at Entourage or in life. Uh, my parents are elderly. I'm blessed uh, to be able to, to live back in Durant and uh, to be with them at this season of life. Um, I live out in the country on a ranch and I uh, just feel very blessed and uh, to see the circle my life has made. Mm -hmm. uh, just in, I enjoy family. I love 
life. I love friends. Um, I love vacation with family, and I guess being at the lake or the beach would be my favorite. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> I like the beach. Janelle, how about you? Well, I'm Janelle Martin, and I uh, have an early childhood specialist mm -hmm. uh, degree mm -hmm. with an ele elementary teaching degree. I taught for right at 23 years, so I'm retired now. And at that time, I went to Andrew Womack's Bible College, Karis Bible College, and I graduated there in 2018. I'm a licensed minister at that point. I did not see that coming. And so um, I'm on that journey of what all that will unfold. I have my husband, Scott, of 35 years, along with my son, Lake, and his wife, Callie, on Birdhead Ranch, north of Durant. We raise performance horses and a cattle herd of black Angus cows that we breed to Wagyu bulls, and they produce F1 Wagyu. So the, that's our current business side of things. And Scott and I saw this when we got married 35 years ago, but we've only been able to be doing this full-time for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. So that's part yeah. of my part, even wanting to equip and encourage the younger ones. If that dream took 25 mm -hmm. years to even see it come to pass, mm -hmm. and we had given up, but God did not give up. He made those mm -hmm. desires in our heart, and he brought them forth in his timing. Amen. As I said, we have one son. He's an airline pilot, and he married Callie in 2020 and we just had our first grandchild a precious little girl emma grace that has stolen the show and so life from now on will be about her and so scott and i currently have two other businesses that allow us to minister to people concerning marriage finances um, their next step in life whether that's in business or ministry we enjoy seeing people step into their gifts and callings while having a family that's thriving. We're very much about the balance of the two um, because we some things we did wrong and we learned from our mistakes and we hope to help others not make those same mistakes. Mm. I personally love to see women doing just what we are doing today, use their experiences to help lead and train others, especially those younger than them. Um, I, I call it the tightest two women and I, I love getting any opportunity to do that, to step into that role, because there's always someone longer ahead and farther behind, so we can all be used in that way, not just because of gray hair. Mm. <laughs> Lastly, I'm honored to be on the board of Entourage, and my family and I attend Victory Life Church here in Durant since 1997, and I couldn't come up with one favorite vacation. I just said, wherever I can go with Scott, <laughs> we have had a life of enjoying our journeys together, great and small. So. I love that. I think probably all three of us could testify to the fact that that early in life or at younger stages in life that God had given us dreams and desires of our mm -hmm. heart. And some of those might have come soon, mm -hmm. but some of them, like you said, Janelle, have mm -hmm. taken a long time. And mm -hmm. I'm still seeing some of those things unfold mm -hmm. in my own mm -hmm. personal life. But again, I just think that goes back to the faithfulness of God mm -hmm. uh, when we're young and then when we're old even to, to con continue to complete those, his promises don't change. Mm -hmm. They're just the same. So, mm -hmm. um, Janelle, you mentioned about mm -hmm. Karis. So if you could, would you just kind of tell us about your faith walk with the Lord 
um, where that started and just, I know we're just looking at a nutshell here, but just kind of where that started and how you've come to today. (laughs) This is, um, my family has always served uh, very actively at the church. And so even it dawned on me as Blake got ready to graduate that um, we did not have the typical loading up in the car at the same time to go to church. One of us was always having to go early and so I thought, Lord, he's about to graduate and go off. Like, it, I felt, a, I kind of grieved, like that wasn't happening. Well, it so happened, Blake had a desire for to go to Karis, and he wanted to go to Colorado. Long story short, um, God brought Karis to Sherman, Texas, so Blake could honor his dad's request and go to Karis. Hmm. So when Scott had given up going to Bible school so we could stay here in Durant, when Blake was about four, he was successfully thriving at Victory Life Academy at that time. And so Scott felt like we were he was supposed to go into ministry, but he said, I can't pull you guys out of where you're thriving for that. We'll just make it work. And so when Blake went to Karis, then I told Scott, I said, there's no reason you can't go. He said, oh, okay. And then it was like, well, if y'all are going, I'm going to go. And so it started out just as a tag along, and that's when the Lord said, there you go. You reminded mm. me of a desire in your heart. And mm. so we got to go to Bible school together, drive down, have a, it was in the evenings. We could have a meal and, and attend class and talk on the way home. So awesome. life came, rocked along and uh, Scott quit going, Blake quit going. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's that because I didn't have everything I was doing. I had no need to have a license and mm. I felt the Holy Spirit asked me he said um, I want you to finish and I want you to finish in one year and I'm like oh so that meant driving to Sherman four days a week and so it was a test because mm. I had given up what I loved in teaching school and God was challenging me to um, no longer work with those that were five foot and shorter <laughs> but, uh, to reach to adults so that they could reach their own whole families. Mm-hmm. And so I said yes. And at Bond graduation, the first time I actually preached a message, the Lord reminded me he hadn't asked me to do that when I was about eight years old. On the very grounds, I preached my first message. Wow. He said, thank you wow. for your obedience. And I'm like, what, for coming out here where my mom goes to church? Like, this was a gravy job, you know, to come preach. And he reminded me of that scenario, me sitting there eating mm. berries and wow. communicating with him as a young child. And he, he asked me, will you teach for me? Mm. And so I, I taught that. young ones to read and th- different vari- variations of that in the natural school. And so now he said, now I want you to teach the adults mm. in my word and mm. my ways. That's good. I love that. Yes, yes, it did. I love that. Again, God's faithfulness through the years and and going back to those early promises. Yeah. We forget. Yes. Both of those I've testified of, we had forgotten. Yes, life goes on. And just doing life, and then he goes, oh, and you think he's asking you something new. Well, it's really just (laughs) empowering us to fulfill an old dream. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Debbie, I think I think that um, your earliest recollections of relationship with the Lord began when you were young also. Mm-hmm. Can yes. you kind of yeah. share about that and how you 
transitioned into following him as an adult? Yes, uh, very unique, and I'm very thankful for the, the Lord uh, just revealing himself to me at an early age. I just, as long as I can remember, I love the Lord and loved his word. I remember wanting to read the Bible when I couldn't even read. <laughs> and then um, once I could read, just studying it, um, my parents did not attend church. Um, when I was seven, my grandparents took me to church. It was very traditional. I enjoyed the hymns. I, I loved the reverence of just sitting there. Uh, but fortunately, at the age of 10, my neighbor, uh, who is still, she's in her 90s and still gathering children in our neighborhood to take to church and church wow. camps. And uh, she's amazing. Her crown in heaven will be so <laughs> large. But she uh, mm. rounded me and a bunch of my cousins up and took us to church camp at Camp Nunny Chaha at Davis, Oklahoma. And it was there I heard about salvation and accepted the Lord mm -hmm. as my Savior. And went back and just, uh, you know, stayed in my word, but had no uh, grounding as far as at my church. And sort of just said the thankful the word was always sort of a compass for me. Although as a teenager, I would make a lot of mistakes, just, you know, just trial and error and not having, I guess, a... Uh, church body or anyone to spur me on and I do remember uh, uh, when uh, my mother worked at Lake Texoma Resort and I'd go hang out at the pool and get to know the lifeguards and uh, there was one there that was in ministry and I just enjoyed talking to her and I remember early on knowing I wanted to be in ministry but with my denomination uh, that wasn't something I ever heard much about so um, when I went off to college, no, you know, in high school, I made some mistakes, but I went off to college not knowing anyone there and thinking this is my fresh start for the Lord. And I fortunately was in, uh, invited to Baptist Student Union for fellowship and was just in awe that there was people my age that like live for Jesus <laughs> and uh, just grew in yeah. leaps and bounds and um, ended up marrying someone that was in the ministry and I uh, loved serving with him in ministry but that you know that that was a different time in my life because um anyway it's just I was getting to do what God had called me to do serving ministry mm -hmm. but it wasn't always easy because during that time although he was a successful minister and it was a joy to watch him leading people to the lord and discipling and loved our church family our youth group and just loved watching people grow in the lord especially youth loved it but also during those years you know he would you know he would you know he would make it you know tell me from time to time that uh That he, he did not want to be married to me, but he didn't want to lose his ministry. So um, during that time, I, I just learned so much of God's faithfulness. Mm, and, yeah. uh, and I just know that God was still my compass during that time that uh, sure. he, was, uh, he was always there for me. And... Uh, 
So what I just like to encourage people is that, mm. you know, we're talking about uh, mm -hmm. there's uh, God's faithfulness and His love kindness, and um, I wrote down a, ver a verse that I have loved, and at Psalms 25:10 it says, "All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness." And uh, that, and the Amplified calls it love, kindness, goodness, mm -hmm. truth, and faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And I am so thankful that he was so faithful to me. And yes. when there was times where I was alone, he was my best friend and he was my refuge. And I would run to the Psalms and he would be my mm -hmm. strong tower. And I, it was not always easy, but uh, I loved him and I feared him with reverence and uh and I, I sought him first, and it was not an easy 20 years, but he was there, and looking back on those 20 years, I can just see his faithfulness. Um, uh, my husband at the time ended up, after 20 years of marriage, saying, you know, I don't want to be married to you anymore. I found someone else, and God was so faithful. So me and my four children uh, at the age of... Uh, 4, 12, 15, and 16, moved to Duran, Oklahoma, and I just testify how good he has been, and a mm -hmm. lot of the dreams I laid to the side for those 20 years where I would say, Lord, not my will, but yours, yeah. that he has blessed me, and I literally see and live all the things that I did give up during those 20 years <laughs> that I did not ever see, and I'm just so blessed and uh, and I'm blessed to see my children walking yeah. in love for the Lord and and, uh, and seeing that legacy in those generations and I'm uh, blessed to get to be near my family and uh, I just want to say he is faithful and uh, now my ministry looks different uh, because after that moving back here I, I was just the woman at church with four kids in the pew and uh, so had, you know, so ministry came in a different way. So I'm just so thankful now to be a part of this women's ministry. Oh, I first want to tell you, Debbie, that you are not just a woman anywhere with four kids. <laughs> Debbie is a powerhouse, and I I love um, getting to do life with her. I love. I love seeing the Lord's faithfulness in you. And as you were talking, it just made me. Um, remember the verse that says don't don't grow weary and obviously the things that you shared are difficult and we do get tired and we do get weary and um, of course when we do the word also says that that we can take on his yoke which is easy and his burden which is light and he helps us and I have seen the Lord help Debbie and be beside Debbie just like I've seen that in my own life and in, and Janelle could testify to that same thing so God is faithful things are not always easy and uh, the word tells us that Jesus himself said you you will have trouble but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world and um, I think I thank you, Debbie, for sharing that testimony because it's real and it's raw, but it, it also shows that, yes, when we do have trouble, uh, that you, you clung, clung, that's a weird word, 
you held on to the rock. <laughs> That's a better way to say that. But you held on to your sure foundation. And um, what a blessing to see you enjoying your kids mm -hmm. and grandkids. That's and, what I was going to say. Is mm -hmm. Yes. Now would never know that oh, story. absolutely. <laughs> no. No, and many of you probably know, but but everyone may not, that mm -hmm. Debbie and I have the privilege of sharing uh, three grandchildren, and, and the fourth one's on the way. Amen. And so that's just an extra blessing to me to know that on the on the other side of my our daughter's family is this uh, strong warrior woman. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't back down yes so i'm so thankful for that that's so good well uh just to kind of give a little bit of reference where where i come from as far as my relationship with the lord i also i grew up in church my father was a minister for over 40 years and uh, so i was in church for everything um <laughs> All the funerals, all the weddings, all the celebrations, every service, every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, everything, Sunday school, Bible school, every church camp, you know, all those things. And it was a great upbringing and a, a wonderful opportunity. But I came to the place uh, in my early teens where I realized I, I was where I was supposed to be as far as the word says to fellowship and be a part of the body of believers but I was lost even though I was where I belonged and I heard the Holy Spirit begin speaking to me about making my own decision and giving my own life to him not just doing what my family did so to speak and so for me personally um, that's that's when I made that decision that I want this for me. I'm not just going along with, uh, you know, the patterns that I see in front of me, but I understand that I have a choice and I wanted that as well. And, um, life is not always easy. Is it Debbie? Mm, no, no. no, it's, no there, it's, it's really warfare. It's yeah. like, yeah. you know, God come to give us abundant life and mm -hmm. we have that and we have joy and we can have peace when mm -hmm. we trust in Him, but it really is always warfare. There's, uh, there's just something always that's going to war at you. But we mm -hmm. just gotta realize our battle is not against flesh and blood, right. and just see what's behind that. That's and just good. Realize that it is always there. But we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Amen. Yes, we are. Well, I think another part you mentioned that, but I wanted to. <laughs> direct us back to his steadfast love. Mm -hmm. Yes. Anybody listening to this, yes. I just encourage you to go through your word and anywhere it says steadfast, mm -hmm. especially Every steadfast day. love, yes. pay attention to those scriptures. Yes. And so if they're facing something like what Debbie shared mm -hmm. or maybe something we're going to share mm -hmm. later on, those would be those scriptures to lay your hands to. You say, take it by force. You take those Absolutely. scriptures by force and you mm -hmm. digest them because yes. people horizontally don't know steadfast love. Right. We, right. We, even at our best days, we cannot do steadfast love mm -hmm. the way the Father can. Right. And His word is, is unshakable. So. Amen. Amen. That's right. It, that steadfast loving kindness mm -hmm. phrase is all in one Hebrew word that is 
hesed, if you've ever heard mm-hmm. the term hesed love, and that comes in his covenant to us that only he can fulfill. Mm-hmm. We can't do it in our in our flesh, in our own ability. There's just no way. But he can and does and will. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. Um if so looking back, maybe um share how you see your past has brought you to where you are now maybe maybe any mistakes that you've made or things if i if you had the knowledge then that you know now you would do differently um experience as a good teacher Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we Mm -hmm. we don't have the privilege of always going back but we we do have the opportunity to learn as we go so is there anything either one of you might share that you have learned that might uh, a listener might go okay i'm gonna hang on to that truth and and claim that wisdom from their experience so that i don't have to do that thing (laughs) well um i guess let me back up into my uh testimony a little sure maybe that would sure the best place to start with with this is just um I was, I had a best friend uh, when I was very small, and she had an Aunt Mary, and she would drag us all over the countryside going to church, but my family didn't go to church either, mm-hmm. and so um, even when I was saved, I was afraid to tell my dad, and so I was very much a people pleaser, and that is based in fear, mm-hmm. and I, that's one thing, is, is if you have that fears, you know, uh, or the what ifs, I call it a lot. If you, you think, well, what if, uh, go back to that steadfast love because that's what I learned um, through life is just the let go of that uh, mm-hmm. expectations of other people mm-hmm. or what you think that they want that they may not even want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've overcome that a lot by having those conversations of asking questions or like that night I went in and told dad and he actually celebrated with me uh, to the best of his degree at that time uh, and I didn't get in trouble but I was mm-hmm. afraid of being in trouble mm-hmm. because I knew the life I saw at church wasn't his life yeah. mm-hmm. and he would take it that way so I think even in our marriage with our children if we would just um, you know like that phrase believe the worst I mean, believe the best. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, we, right. we, we, we fear the worst. <laughs> yeah. But if we would believe the best of yes. all people, yes. we, want, we know our intentions. Mm-hmm. But, um, and so I think that's one thing mm-hmm. I learned is not to assume that the people in our lives know that we love them or admire them, mm-hmm. to tell them and tell them That's often. good, yes. Um, even if it sounds like, you know, one of those buttons you push. Um, my son now being grown. He will often say, I love you. Even if the conversation mm-hmm. is void, uh, I see that now in that generation in him that I know his mm-hmm. children will always know he, mm-hmm. they love him because he says it not in actions and in words. So um, to have those conversations that are um, uncovering of your heart, to be brave enough to do that, even if it's not returned back. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good yeah. example of that because not all, all people know how to do that. When Blake's grandfather brought him home, Blake was about four, 
And Lake said, I love you, Grandpa, because like I said, we, we say that a lot. And, uh, but that side of the family did not. And he grunted at Blake, he goes, mm-hmm. And Blake turned and looked at me, and I said, come on in. Because so we had to, to have that conversation that not everyone knows how to have mm-hmm. and articulate their emotions. And that was something that even recently, my husband and I talked, he said some things to me that um, I appreciated at this age, after 35 years, but I went back to him and I asked him, I said, why are you telling, I said, I appreciate it, I'm not complaining. <laughs> Always appreciate the little things, girls. <clears throat> but um, I, I said, may I ask, was I that bad of a wife when we were first married? Or did you just not feel that way? Why didn't, back then, it would have mattered more to me to hear those words. He always showed it by actions. Mm. But he had a family that never spoke those words. Mm -hmm. And that's what he articulated. He said, I didn't have words to say then. And and that was one thing, us doing life together. He said, I learned from the Lord and from you how to articulate what I felt. Mm-hmm. And where before, he just knew how to show how he felt. Yes. And so I think communication oftentimes gets twisted and distorted when we yes. think we're all coming from the mm-hmm. same direction. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big mistake I have made is thinking mm-hmm. someone's going the same direction I am. And then miscommunication happens and we think, oh, we put them in a box. Mm-hmm. Or we go, okay, this is what they think or how they act. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily fair. And so... There's a lot of wisdom in that. I, there really is because just even if you think about getting married just in that alone, you know, you're, you're taking two people that have come from completely different uh, norms and traditions and ways of expressing all kinds of, you know, anything. And the tendency, like you said, is to think that they'll under, they see this or understand it the very same way that I do. And most of the time that's not the case and i i thought of a great example in my own marriage as you were talking about um when stuart and i were first married um if something was bothering me i would start showing that by physically doing things that i thought he should catch on to like <laughs> i was in my kitchen one day and he, whatever i don't even remember remember the situation but something was becoming a little frustrating and i just started i was putting dishes away or something i just started closing the cabinets louder sending a message <laughs> that he completely did not get by the way because that's not what they did at their house i was shouting with my actions <laughs> but not with my mouth and he so we just laugh about it now but once i finally realized he really does not understand what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Then we just <laughs> laughed about the fact that he said, well, if you would have just told me, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's that simple. <laughs> and I just, I made it, I made it harder than it needed to be. And I was doing something that I was setting me up for failure because he did not understand that mm-hmm. mode of communication and wasn't going to get it. So I learned that early that um you know just say what you need to say yeah 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 so that was one thing that came to my mind 
Um, I think another thing for me, Janelle, that I'm going to piggyback a little bit on something you said uh, was about being a people pleaser. And I, I um, also really struggled with that. And as a result, I really took on the, the burden, because it is a burden, of perfectionism. Because uh, if, I, if I didn't do everything in excellence, I would not be accepted. No one told me that. It was my perception and internal understanding. Yes, an internal conversation. of, And so I just believed that. And it's, if you have ever struggled with perfectionism, you know that's an impossible thing to achieve. You're, you're not going to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a breakdown somewhere. And then when there would be a breakdown, I would, that was all on me too. Then I was completely unacceptable and a total failure. There was no middle ground. And that was also something else that the Lord had to uh, teach me and show me. And even, I, I would love to tell you I learned that quickly, but I did not. And even as a parent with... Um, you know, older children and even my adult children, I have gone back and had some of those crucial conversations like you mentioned, Janelle, just apologizing to them for times that I put those same demands on them that I carried for myself. Uh, but again, I feel like it goes back to that never-ending, unfailing love of the Father that he's not demanding perfection no th that was yeah. that was self-imposed and i believed lies from the enemy and bought into the fact that that's that's what was required and it wasn't but um yes so i agree his steadfast love and faithfulness is just brings me so much joy now because i can accept that just where I am the way I am, which is totally not perfect. Well, and he's okay, and, and I have learned to be okay. When we have that mindset, though, we're really getting in God's place. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Flowing through us. When, yeah. When um, we came yeah. to Victory Life, that was our first real revelation of doing life by God's grace mm. and by his love and through his love, mm. and that it's his power. And him through us. Yes. That anything good happens. Yes. You know, how many times Absolutely. Even if it turned out perfect? You know, it didn't. <laughs> you know, if you do the right yeah. thing in the wrong time or from the wrong motive, it will not. It's, end that's well. right. We bring forth good fruit. And that's so it's right. Only by God's grace. Amen. And that's just acknowledging uh, He's God and we're not. Yes. That's something I've had to say a lot um, in that same vein because we're all in that same age group where we're kind of. I remember being sitting out the door saying, now whatever you do, don't bring reproach on the family name. You're yes. Waller. Yeah. And, you know, we have yes. a standard to mm -hmm. live by. Yep. And, uh, but God doesn't do that. Right. You know? And that was their way of saying, you know, do what, do what you should do, not what you shouldn't do. And um, I'm just glad that we now have that revelation. Amen. Of, God's grace and his unconditional love. It doesn't give us permission to make mistakes, but it releases us from the bondage of perfectionists and from people pleasing or even being a peacemaker because mm -hmm. God's called us to be, a, I'm sorry, peacekeeper. We're mm -hmm. called to be a peacemaker. Right. And sometimes that isn't doing what someone wants us to do, but doing what God's called us to do. 
And that's a huge difference. So that was a big revelation for Scott and I both. Very good. Because we had yes. been trained to be peacekeepers uh-huh. instead of peacemakers. Yes. And and we saw that fruit coming up in our son a little bit. And we're like, why is he doing that? And the guy's like, you training him that way. <laughs> and so we had to yeah. come back, like you said, and have that repentance mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, we, we have a revelation we didn't have. And yes. I think that's the greatest thing. Yes. For um, parents, well, no matter how old your children are, is that you're going to do something that may bring a fruit in your child that you you see, uh oh, that that's not right. Yep. And you mm-hmm. have to, and it's God's grace and His mercy, right? Uh, will go with you as you go back, like you said, and we repent, yes, and pull up that, yes, and He can, He can, and His promises, He will work together all things for yes. our good. Amen. Yeah. That humility, that if our kids see us in humility, they will be successful because they will live a more humble life. That is very true. Yes, that is very true. And so encouragement, I think, for any listeners that are parents or that um, anticipate being, being parents sometime in the future, I think we would all be very quick to say, We've made mistakes. <laughs> you, you will make mistakes. It's okay. Love your children. Love God first and seek Him and then repent when we need to. And forgive yourself. Forgive ourselves and be able to forgive our children out of the same grace that God gives us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Anything you want to add to that, Debbie, uh, before we... Yeah, I mean... As I'm sitting here listening, uh, I'm hearing us talk about things. I, you know, I just want to say people are a mess. <laughs> All I of just us. Want here's to understand none of us are perfect. And, right. Yes. Uh, you know, we're, uh, it's humans, it, it's complicated. And as I look back on those 20 years, I do, I have learned life lessons and um, sort of similar to what you talk about. You come into marriages. You bring two different people in two ways you've been raised. And I always think about boundaries and mm. uh, healthy boundaries. Yes. And, uh, you know, that 20 years where, um, you know, the Lord sustained me and I sought him first and he worked all things out for my good. Um, but I do know and I want to I guess I want to encourage women out there because I've learned this about women. There's a lot of good There's a lot of good women out there that, uh, you know, they go through a lot in their marriage and people never know that. And so looking back uh, on those 20 years, I would go to the marriage seminars and you would say, you know, give him to, they would tell you, give him to God and uh, you let God deal with him and you be that godly wife and it will all work out. Mm -hmm. And since then I have come to learn that that is not always the case, that there are some people out there that are married to, um, and I'm not saying that of who I married, was married to, and I am remarried again. I don't think I've even told that. <laughs> uh, thank you. I'm married to Doc, and I'm thankful for that. But I want to encourage women that might be listening that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Right. And sometimes people have been married a long time, and I'll hear them say, 
you know, marriage ain't easy, but if you both give 50, 50 or 100, 100, it'll be okay. And I do understand that sometimes there are women out there that are giving it 100% and they're married to someone that uh, is selfish. And I also want to encourage women and back to proper boundaries. If you're in an abusive relationship, it's never, it's not okay to stay there. It's okay to separate and to get help. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. so looking back, I, I think especially in ministry and ministers' wives are in a, in a, they're in an awkward spot mm-hmm. because, uh, yeah, they're trying to protect ministry. So it's harder for them, but I, I used to counsel women in that same way, and then I saw that photo out those that were married to truly uh, selfish men, how that ended up, and so I just, I guess I want to encourage women that uh, you trust God, and do not handle things in the flesh, mm. He fights your battles, and He will work that for your good. But I also want to say we are responsible for our actions. Mm-hmm. And, and if we are trying to take control and do it our way, it doesn't always work out for our good. So mm. Romans eight twenty eight says, All things work for good for those who are called according to His purposes. So a lot of people get it in, don't want to always take responsibility for their own actions. But for God to work things for good, We've got to trust him with it and let him work it. We can't just do what we want and expect the end result to be what he's trying to work out for the good. Mm, That's very good. That's very good. Uh, We're going to close out with this session together here. And I'm just going to ask Janelle, would you just pray into these things that we've all shared here today as we go? Father, we're just here as women on the uh, other side of 50, just thankful that we've made it. (laughs) We're thankful for our salvation and for the life Mm. journey to this point. We pray for all of those listening to us that may not be able to be thankful today for this place they find themselves. But we pray today that we have given some nuggets of hope, some nuggets Mm. of direction, so they can keep going and putting one foot in front of the other. With This life with you is a walk. It's a daily walk. And so, Father, we just pray for your grace to enter the hearts and to release mm. those that are trying to do yes. it in their own might, in their own power, in their own yes. perfection. Just break off of them. Those, mm. those chains. And saturate them with a revelation of your love, your steadfast love, your kindness, your goodness, your faithfulness, your gentleness. And that it is able to be worked together for good. As they dive into your word, as they get into the relationships like we get to experience, Lord. And to hold fast to your truths and to to declare those things. I think that's what maybe we didn't say, Lord, is that declaring your word over all the situations we have is what brings forth good fruit. It's your word. It is the Holy Spirit that abides in us. And for anyone that is not saved, I pray today that they would ask you to be their Lord and Savior. Yes. Because without you, mm-hmm. 
this is, is impo almost impossible to do. I can't imagine life without you, without your mercy that is new every morning. And we're just thankful for all that you've done for us and all that you've saved us from and the testimonies we have of, of seeing the goodness of the Lord among the living in our families. Yes. And we pray that same for the sisters that are listening. May they see your goodness in their lives, in their marriage, in their homes. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 